In Romans 14 and verse 22, the Apostle Paul taught the Romans that there were times when it was best to keep the faith they had between themselves and God. Now, while there are times for us to share our faith without hesitation, there are also times for us to keep silent about our faith convictions. And one of those times is when those faith convictions that we have, if we share them, might cause a brother or sister to stumble. Another time is when sharing our convictions might cause a brother or sister to wander from the purpose of God for their personal lives. Now, sometimes we're just not sure of the faith that we have in a given situation. This might be because we've not taken the time to study the scriptures about this particular practice or this particular topic. It might be because we've been so influenced by those around us that we, we fail to see that the Lord has another purpose for our lives. God has always called people to go against the flow. Sometimes people, however, are not able to hear clearly that call from the Lord. Or sometimes their ears are, are dull of hearing because of fear in their lives of where that leading might take them. And so there are times in our lives where we're just unsure for whatever reason of the purpose of God for our lives in particular. And so in Romans chapter 14 and verse 23, the apostle makes one more point about the faith that we have. And in Romans 14, 23, he says this, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Imagine that you were a Jewish convert to Christianity. You grew up thinking that if you ate a particular food, you would be sinning against God and offending him. While you have now become a Christian, you still somehow believe that these food laws are still applicable to your life as a believer in Jesus. A brother or sister invites you to their home and, and serves food that is forbidden by the law of Moses. You have a decision to make as you sit at that table. One, you can eat what you believe to be an offense to God. Or two, you can politely abstain from eating and make your host very uncomfortable. The question is, what do you do? Now, while the act of eating this food may not technically be sin, choosing to eat what you believe will offend God is a sin. Your brothers and sisters are, are free to eat this food without any doubts in their hearts. They do so thoroughly enjoying the food and giving thanks to God. But this is not the case for you. You have a divided heart. 
to eat or not to eat? That is the question. You could say, well, my brothers and sisters are more mature than I and and they're eating, so maybe I could just accept that it's okay to eat and, and eat. But in your heart, however, you know that you would just be doing that because that's what they're doing, but this is not your true faith conviction before God. This is where the words of Paul fall into place, where Paul says in Romans chapter 14 and verse 23, whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats. And so the question we need to ask ourselves in these times is this, what is my faith conviction? The question is not, what is everybody else doing? But what is my personal faith conviction? What do I believe from Scripture and from the prompting and leading of the Spirit of God about what God's will and purpose is for me in this situation? Paul goes on in verse 23 to say this, Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. In other words, it is my faith convictions that must guide my actions. If I believe through Scripture and through the leading of the Spirit of God in my life that eating something would dishonor God, then what should I do? Obviously, I should abstain from eating what I believe would dishonor God. Even if my brothers and sisters continue to eat, I must refrain, because that is my conviction before God. Now, we would look at the eating and judge what was right or wrong. God, however, judges not the eating so much as he judges the heart and whether we have been faithful to him and to his calling and to his convictions that he has put on our heart. You see, just because one person has the freedom from the Lord to do something doesn't mean that it is right for everyone. God reserves the right to call one person to eat freely of all foods and another to abstain. God calls one person to leave his home and family and serve in the dark corners of this earth. God calls another person to stay and shine in his homeland. And if I remain in my homeland or choose to go to and choose to go to some far off land to minister the gospel, I have been unfaithful to the call of God upon my life. Well, God has called us to walk in the truth of his word. He's called every one of us to walk in the truth of his word. He has not always called us all to the same path. If I do what everyone else is doing, I, in fact, may just miss out on the call of God on my life. He may be calling me to something different from my friends and my neighbors. This means that each of us needs to look to God for his leading for our lives. Realize also that because we are all at different places in our lives, we are tempted by various things and different things. 
a recovering alcoholic, for example, realizing that he could be tempted with drink, has a conviction from God that he must stay away from places where drink is flowing freely. He does this for God. No matter how much other believers tell him that it's not a sin to have a glass with his meal, he knows before God that this is not an option for him. He cannot with sincere faith drink without a nagging doubt in his heart, and he must follow the faith convictions of God, and he must abstain. What is true for abstaining is also true in whatever we practice. All too often, we do what we do without asking the question, what is my faith conviction? I was speaking to an individual some years ago about a point of theology, and and as we discussed this issue, we found some matters of disagreement, and I asked him if he had ever taken the time to study what the Scripture said about this particular issue. He said to me, no, he says, I've never studied it, but but this is what my spiritual leaders have told me, and I have no reason to doubt that they would lead me uh, astray. C.S. Lewis wrote a book entitled The Screwtape Letters, and in this book he describes a conversation between a junior demon and a senior demon. And the senior demon is asking the junior how he was doing in, in afflicting a particular young Christian. And the junior demon describes how he had been attempting to use logic and rational thinking to cause the Christian to, to lose his faith. And listening to this, the senior demon responds by telling the junior, his junior, that that used to work, he said, but it is much simpler now simply to tell him and to show him that every Everyone else is doing it this way, so it can't be wrong. We become followers of people and not of God. We do what everyone else does because the majority can't be wrong, but the problem is that all of a sudden we find ourselves driving off the edge of the cliff because we were not following the map, but we were following the person ahead of us. We need to stop looking at other people. We need to look to God. We need to look to his word. We need to look to his spirit. And we need to ask ourselves, what is God saying? What is his word saying? What is his purpose for me personally? How is the spirit of God leading me? Our traditions are fine, but if those traditions are not from a heart of faith, if those traditions are not our faith convictions before God, they will lead us astray, and sooner or later we will drive off the end of the cliff. For the sake of tradition and reputation, we have seen people turn their backs on the on the conviction of the Spirit of God and on the conviction that God is giving them and on the truth of God's Word. For the sake of possessions, the rich young ruler walked away from the salvation and the call of the Lord Jesus to come to him. Years have been wasted because we were not listening to the conviction of the Spirit and to the truth of God's Word. 
Paul tells us that whatever is not of faith is sin. Have we been sinning against God? Have we been moved by our faith convictions from God or by what others are doing, by our traditions, or by what is most comfortable to us? How important it is for us to be doing the will of God every day, every moment of the day. And we have this assurance that if we are willing to walk in obedience to the convictions of God on our heart and for our lives, He will lead us in the right way. What strikes me as I look at this passage from Romans 14 and 23 is the fact that these individuals that Paul is speaking about here had doubts. And these doubts proved that they were listening. At least they were listening. They were wondering if what they were doing was right, and they began to question it. Paul speaks here to to those who are questioning whether this action or this practice or this theology is right or wrong. The problem today is that many Christians even don't even get to the place of doubting. We do what we do without questioning or asking if this is from God or not. We live like the unbeliever in many ways with no sense of accountability before God, with no sense of desire to make sure that everything we do is in line with his word and with the faith convictions that he has given to us for our lives. Do we actually live our lives without questioning if what we are doing would please God? Paul tells us that whoever has doubts but eats anyway is condemned. May God give to us the grace to experience doubts. May we be listening and may we hear when he calls us and speaks to our heart. May we have at least ears to hear the doubts that he puts on our heart. May he give us the grace to live each day based on a deep faith conviction that what we do in each thing we do is from him and is his purpose for our lives.